Welcome back to a new podcast episode of Quality Check Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, in a monocle and doing a terrible Erkil Perot voice. Joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't either. I, at the very end, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to do like this really awful, like 1970s, maybe porn star type oh. of like voice over artist. I don't know. I don't care. I just, I tried to do, I, I, all right, we'll get to it. Obviously, we're going to end up talking about that movie that I just teased, but we've got a lot of things that we'll talk about. But, Stay with us, and maybe I'll try to perfect that voice. I don't or think you're going to be able to do that. If maybe, maybe it's a better tease or hook to say, stay with us, and I won't try to imitate that voice again. <laughs> we're, we're basically just catching up this week, and we're going to do a big, this weekend, today, we're going to do a big loves, hates for new trailers, and then three movies that we've seen, but we're going to condense it down because... I am kind I mean, you know, you're, I'm on daddy duty. Yeah, dad. I got these responsibilities. So we're going to, we're cramming it in because it's been a minute since we've done this. Do, do you feel like now more than ever you can relate to the Michael Keaton movie, Mr. Mom? That's the goal, baby. Oh. That's the goal. But we'll do trailers first because in the last week or so, we've had a bunch. This is actually, I feel like probably the most we've received in a while, right? We're inching towards October. Not, I mean, not all these have October release dates, but I think that's part of it. And October is absolutely stacked. I said before we started recording, when we do our pop picks for the month, that could be, and I can't remember what month it was that I said was like the greatest month in the history of just new content coming out. It was sometime this year. I want to say July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, July is ringing a bell. July, and for some reason, like March, but I don't think March is it. But I think October could take the cake. This could be the biggest month ever, because today I added two new things to the list. Yeah, I teased before that there is something coming out next month, a piece of music that I'm, I could argue is my most anticipated for the entire year, and that stands true, but we have something that is not far behind. I, I'm... I'm really curious if that's going to be the new Rolling Stones album. I can tell you it is not. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the uh, Rolling Stones. That's so they do. Ha I know they had a single out with that mm -hmm. Sydney Sweeney girl because I kept seeing screen grabs on the Internet. But yeah, there is a new album. Hackney Diamonds. What is it's their first in how many years? Their last album, uh, which was actually a pretty decent album, was A Bigger Bang. I want to say that was released, yeah, I want to say that was like 2012, 20, something like that. Let me see here. But that, that, so it's been a while. Who, who doesn't want A Bigger Bang, by the way? That was such a great album to go out on. Oh my gosh, 2005. Their last album? No way. Well, good for them. Okay, for, no. Uh, so they did have a bigger bang, but Blue Blue and Lonesome was released in 2016. Uh, but I felt like that was like them. Yeah, that's their cover of a lot of like Howlin' Wolf, Jimmy Reed, Magic Sam, a lot of those blues, blues uh, musicians. Blues music. I like the <laughs> Rolling right. Stones, like their big singles. Uh -huh. I don't think I've ever listened to a full album. And I really 
I got to be honest with you. I, I can't imagine them at their age that this is going to be great. I'm really curious to hear. It's funny because um, with this, I sent that to um, my dad whenever I said, hey, I can't believe that they're releasing this album. And he's like, that's going to sound interesting because he's right. That's the first album, I believe, without Charlie Watts after, he passed, after yeah. his passing. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Maybe I'll give, uh, if you had to recommend one album of the Rolling Stones that I have to listen to front to back. Man, that's, um, see, I listened to the album. Um, that is, that's a really good question. I honestly feel like Some Girls might be one of my favorite albums. Sticky Fingers is solid. Um, Let It Bleed might be one of their... Eh, that's like a throwback. A lot of people stand by Exile on Main Street. Like a lot of your Stones, like Apologist, or those that are like all about the Stones, Exile on Main Street is so different, but that's a really solid album. Um, but yeah, I think Some Girls might be... Of like front to back, that one's pretty solid. But then through the decades, though, they would change their style. Like they went through like a disco phase. They ended up going through like a pop phase. They went through like the 80s new wave phase uh, with like undercover, dirty work. Um, Tattoo You is a pretty solid like um, that has Start Me Up. That begins with Start Me Up. I was going to say, I always always think of the... uh Start me up in the Chiefs because yeah. they would always crank that song on kickoff. Yeah, I feel I really feel like uh, some girls. It just has some of the. They've got like some covers, like they've covered the Temptations, "Just My Imagination," "Running Away with Me." Great cover. Uh, but then they've got "Beast of Burden," "Shattered." Uh, my, I may say my favorite Stone song is "Miss You," and that's how the album begins. So. Um, yeah, some girls released in 1978, remastered in 2011. That's solid. I would I would go in that direction first. Bigger bang. So I know you're a big Aerosmith fan. If you had to choose between these two bands, it's got to be Smith. It's yeah, that's yeah. What I it's I just I grew up loving Aerosmith and then Stones. It's funny because I did I wasn't a huge Stones fan and then I started I went back I started in the very, very beginning with their blues music I'm like man they're so good but there's something so different that Aerosmith did with their blues riffs that the Stones couldn't do and they made it like new and innovative more than the Stones but the Stones they've got a good sound a solid sound but yeah, I just prefer Aerosmith. I just look at their discography, and the, I can't believe how many albums they've put out. For the Stones. For the Stones. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. They've been yeah. around so long. But we'll see yeah. how this turns out. I haven't listened to the new single. I really didn't have a desire to because I just, in my head, I'm like, this can't be good. These guys are like 80. <laughs> and not that you can't be talented, but what do you? what's the music that you're putting out um, right now, and how is that going to speak to me? But I'll give, is it okay? It's okay. I mean, the music video is actually worth watching because it goes through like the decades of their looks and then they match it to the song. And so that's pretty cool. But I mean, the the music video so far has gotten like over 20 million views or something that's like that. Uh, So it's done really well. But this name, the title of that is Angry. 
And they're featured in the music video. It's not like... Yeah. Okay. Well, good for them, man. I'm glad they're still around. I think that's... I mean, I think it's cool. I just have a hard time believing they're going to be... It's like these bands, they don't... When you've been around that long, your later albums, I feel like they don't... They just... They aren't as good. And I could be completely wrong, but... I think you have to change because that was with Aerosmith's last album, studio album that they came out with, where it's like, I love old Aerosmith, but there's also like, as you age, there's also a maturity that comes with your lyrics and all that stuff that it's like, some of it was there and some of it was like, just in like their early years, you know, and it's like, there needs to be a little progression. I like it. I didn't love it. Um, so I'm curious if that's how I'll feel about the stones. Angry is like, okay. It's like got promise, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, uh, what is that? Reluctantly optimistic about that album. The same too, when you're given, when you have the money, the fame, and then you've been around for so long, how are you writing lyrics that are good? You know, you're, you're losing the edge or whatever the drive it is that it's why so many albums, their debut album is the best because they've worked so many years to perfect it and they can never yeah, kind of recapture that again. For sure. Well, we'll find out. Um, yeah, I'll, I need to give it a listen, but I, can't, uh, I we don't need to keep going on about the Stones. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't put into words. Like, music is a hard thing to review because it is, I don't know the ins and outs of instruments and music, you know, um, music enough to feel like I can intelligently talk about it. I could just tell you if I like something or not and if it works and it hits me in a certain way. But um, right now, two albums on my October pops list. It was the music trifecta. Now it's now it's only two. Kick something out. That's interesting. I'm I'm really because I know when you were talking about them like that's I am very curious to hear. I. I do love music a lot, a wide variety. I think both of us do, but there's the same. I agree. I can subjectively talk about it, but we can't put that quality check on music like we can movies, like movies or TV. It's like, I feel like for us, we know a lot of the the inner working, so to speak, of what makes that objectively good versus subjective. There's still that subjectivity, but there's more of that where I completely agree with what you're saying. That's like, well, like from writing to like production, there's something that we're like, there's something that we know more on than what we would with music. But it's still fun to talk about. Yeah, it's still fun to talk about. But let's do some trailers first. Loves, hates. We had some big ones. Uh, I'm going to start with one that I'm going to, it's full disclosure, I did not watch this oh. one. And it's we're doing Loves, Hates, but I already know that you loves... The new Killers of the Flower oh Moon. Speaking gosh. of Rolling Stones, this is new Mart- Martin Scorsese. This is a guy that, as he's gotten older, has actually continued to make amazing things. Arg- argue that later in his career, these are this is the best he's True. ever been. This is a trailer um, that I avoided simply because I just don't want to see anything else. I watched, I think, the original spot. And I'm like, one, it's Marty. I'm already sold. And it looked great from what I saw. They dropped this, I think, trailer two. And you love oh, it. Oh, man. Correct. It's, I, I'm going to say, hands down, it's the best trailer on this list. It's just, 
I've Ooh. literally I've rewatched it almost every single day. I pick something up, something new, whether it's a mannerism, a look, dialogue, the way it's shot. Oh my gosh, the way this movie is shot. I feel like this could end up being like maybe my favorite Marty movie in a very, very long time. And we've had some really good oh stuff. Boy. Like, And he's had some good ones. And we love the Irishman. Loved it. Do you think he's going to use the stone song in this movie? <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I, I kind of hope that he does. Movie, <laughs> the whole movie is nothing but stone stuff. Like just like ACDC did uh, Maximum Overdrive. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine if that's the reason why the Stones is releasing this new uh, album, Hackney oh, Diamonds, and it's because... It, it opens with Angry. <laughs> um, I'm sure it looks good. I can't wait for this movie. Apple, actually, theaters next month, which is October, and then Apple... I don't know if they've done the Apple TV release date, but this is yeah. definitely something you have to see on the big screen. And if it comes near you. A must. Right? I would drive... And I... I I, I wouldn't oh, even yeah. drive How far to Tulsa. would you drive for this? I would drive. Oh boy! Tol well, so to basically, and and so that everyone knows, Tulsa for me is about a two and a half hour drive. I would drive. I would make that drive. I would go during the week. I would call out sick and make that drive just to see this. And the th when actually, and speaking of, I know is shot in Tulsa, just right outside. So that would make it even more special to end up going and seeing it there. I would drive two and a half hours though. I mean, do you come back that night? Dep I don't know, maybe. Because this is like three and a half hours long or something. Unless I do two half days. <laughs> it's a half day in the afternoon and then the next morning. Yeah, you might as well. Um, yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait. I'm sure this is going to get Marty. Well, I don't mean, I don't. Are we doing the Oscars next year? Who knows? But Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This could be. It's weird, too, because I talked to somebody about this that. I always think of every movie that Marty comes out, it gets like at seven to ten Oscar nominations. Yeah, and it's it's we I realize going over it's feast or famine. He either gets one or two, even for the movies that are really well received, yeah. or it's super high, like twelve. <laughs> and one of the movies that surprised me, and I remember it now, but like Hugo got like eleven nominations. Yeah, and then something like Shutter Island, which I don't think is necessarily an Oscar film, but that. I think got like two. I don't even maybe mm -hmm. nothing. I don't I don't even know. But yeah, Marty's gonna be great. I think this could be in your October list. Ooh. I could be wrong. I'll gonna I'm gonna say right now it's not in mine. That's how stacks October. I is. wondered if it would end up making your list too, because when you're like, Yeah, I gotta bump bump out the trifecta of music and then add something else, I'm like, it's gotta be Marty. Well, this isn't on the list of trailers to say loves hates, but the trailer I watch probably once a day, if not every other day, is the teaser for David Fincher's The Killer. Oh, that's all. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for that. That is looks like every trademark of David Fincher, every amazing thing that he does in his movies all rolled into one it also looks like it's moving him forward in a way where he's not resting on his laurels of like it's like he's learning from everything he's done like you said everything that he has done all of his trademarks rolled up into one but it's like moving forward in a way that we haven't seen fincher before like we have but i feel like we're going to get new like this new wave it's like an re can't say a reinvention but it's like He's gone back to the table, uses what he's strong at, and then he keeps advancing on that. 
I'm really excited for that. I think you could take that teaser, literally go shot by shot and be like, oh, that reminds me of Panic Room. That reminds me of Fight yeah. Club. That's Gone Girl. I cannot wait. That looks amazing. Um, let's go to, this is a horror film that, well, let's do Aquaman 2 because the others are horror related. Aquaman 2, we finally got a sneak peek of this movie and it comes out in like three months. <laughs> the trailer for this starts off and I'm like, this is literally ripping off the Love and Thunder teaser. It's got like the yeah. guitar strum. It was, um, who was it in Love and Thunder? They used, they used all the music. Oh yeah, it was uh, using tunes from uh, uh, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, yeah. And this one starts off like the same vibe, and he's talking about how he's like retired, basically, and he's a changed man. He's a father. I'm like, God, this looks just like Love and Thunder. I, I am hyped for this. I, I I'm gonna give this one a loves. I was impressed by what I saw. It looks fun. I love James Wan. I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about Patrick Wilson's hot bod. So good. He looks amazing in this. Um, it looks like it's, I guess, really along the lines of the first one in that it's going to have just nothing but, I mean, I don't say nothing, but it's going to have so many just like corny jokes. Yeah. Like him changing the diaper and his <laughs> his um, costume hanging on the uh, the curtain or whatever, or whatever that is, the line, the clothesline. Now, did you like that, though, in the first movie, those corny jokes? Mm, yes and no. I think there's some really baffling decisions in that, like the, the Pitbull song and stuff like that. <laughs> that is so, felt so dated and poorly done. But I rewatched that because I've been doing what I'm calling the James Wanathon. Loves. Which is the James Wan Marathon in case <laughs> in case that went over one uh the James Wanathon <laughs> so I've done saw dead silence aqua man uh I'm going to try to do the conjuring tonight though football is on and I'm just you know going through James Wan cuz I really love that guy I think he does a lot of great things and I love when he's oh, in the yeah. horror genre and this looks like there was elements of this in the first one, but it looks like we get some sort of uh, zombie-type villains along with Black Manta, like they're possessed, yeah. and it's got a horror vibe to it that I hope it's fun. You know, we've been hearing a lot of bad things about this, but I'm I'm giving it a love. I've watched this quite a few times. I'm excited. I I feel feel the same. I was not excited for this movie. At, like, all of my excitement's been drained from the old DCEU but seeing this trailer, I'm like, actually, weirdly, it. And I didn't. I, I was not a fan of the first movie, but there. And I feel like now this makes me want to return to that more than ever before. Yeah. And rewatch it. It's fun to rewatch. I think the back half is a lot better. Like the, especially like the last thirty minutes. I think there's a lot of stuff that's really well shot. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this. And. We're coming off the heels of The Flash, which I rewatched and, and enjoyed even more. I'm not even going to lie. Ooh. Still my favorite the- DCEU movie. Stamp Ooh. it, baby. I'm locking that in. <laughs> well, this does ratchet up my excitement more than any trailer for any DCEU. Eh, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely 
piquing my interest because my interest was pretty rock bottom for Aquaman 2. But now it's up there. I'm, I'm actually more excited for this after the trailer came out. Well, that's good. They've done their job. So we have a bunch of, they have. of horror trailers. Um, again, I'm, I'm kind of being a little bad boy today, but this next one is a trailer I didn't finish all the way because... They show, I don't like when horror trailers show when when and where people are going to die in the movie. Yeah. And it's Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, which is now finally a feature-length movie after it was spoofed in... Um, the Grindhouse. The Grindhouse film. And that trailer was amazing. I still... I just remember seeing that for the first time and laughing so hard. So I watched maybe 45 seconds to a minute of this trailer, and then they started hacking off you know, people's <laughs> heads and stuff. And I go, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off, but I, I'm going to give it a loves cause I'm excited for this. And I want to see Eli make a good movie again. It's been a minute. And not has only he, a good movie, actually has he ever done a good movie? I really I'm, loved cabin fever, but I don't know how well that holds up. Yeah, that's, that's a good, I think there are a lot of homages that he does. I, I like Eli's style for a lot of things. Um, I, I, yeah, I think especially him returning to horror, that I'm excited for, and I am excited for this. I think he has, you could say he's like kind of controversial uh, horror director, but that's also something that kind of makes it more interesting, maybe. Like, he's definitely got, he comes from like that Tarantino-style background of like controversy and all that stuff of, you know, leading up to a film, but I, I am excited for this. I didn't have high hopes, and now this trailer looks like it's just going to be a fun, gory time at the movies. And I noticed there's a trampoline in one of the shots, which if you've seen that trailer, I'm hoping they do that same <laughs> gag. They have to, I yeah. guess. I would. I, I mean, I feel like if you don't do that, that's really stupid. I, I bet they. I could see that a lot of what they did, they was teed up, and they're just going to pay pay that off in the movie. So loves for you and I. Definitely. You sent me this next trailer. It's called Dark Harvest. I've never heard of this before in my life. I was super impressed with the visuals of this movie in this trailer. I was super confused. I like couldn't fully wrap my head around what the movie yeah. was even about. But I'm going to give this one a love, too. This is just like love central. This, I will have to actually say, I was a little confused by it. I'm going to have to actually say hates on this. Isn't it weird? Didn't you feel like you didn't understand what it was about? Yeah, and that's why I'm going with hates because I'm like, this could be interesting. It could be fun, but I'm like, so what? Like I'm. They're like, they're like coming together to fight off some monster that may or may not be in cornfield. I love yeah. the children of the corn vibe. I'm getting from definitely. It. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. So is that what they're going for, or is this? Is it real? Is it like a serial killer? I don't, I mean, it definitely seems all supernatural, but at the same time, like, I don't know what is happening here. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I'm, I'm very interested. I will be watching this, but I just have to say hates. It just takes me into the hates because I'm left scratching my head at the end of it. I'll say if it didn't look good, like the cinematography, then this would have been a hates because of what we just talked about. But I think it looks <laughs> slick. It looks like it's well-made. Yeah. Comes out digitally, or uh, is it streaming digitally on Friday, October the 13th? Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of fun. I'm assuming it's like you got to rent it. Yeah. And that's okay. I, I, I would be, if the reviews are decent, I'm going to do it. I would do the same. I'm going to do it. Now, a new show coming to Disney Plus and Hulu is Goosebumps, the TV series. Oh, yeah. Starring Justin Long, who I just recently saw when I rewatched Barbarian, which is another movie that I'm going to say is even better the second time. Truly scared. Knowing everything, have, having already seen it, uh-huh. it still scared the hell out of me. Huh. Made me nervous. And I knew it was coming, but I'm like, this, this, something about it is just so, feels real. And it's just nasty. <laughs> and, and you know, the little, I, it's just a gross movie, but I loved it. I loved it even better than the first time. Man, I, I want to go back and rewatch that now. You need to, man. It's still great. So this Goosebumps show, um, this was on my October list prior to the trailer coming up. Wow. Because, I, I mean, I grew up with Goosebumps. I think it's fun. I like the idea. I mean, I was hoping it was more of like a, every episode's its own thing, but this clearly is mm-hmm. a, a, a story over a season. It is not in my top three anymore for next month. This was at one point in the top three. I don't want to say this is a hate, but this is, doesn't necessarily look great. Yeah, it's definitely a let's wait and see. I will have to say this as a light loves for me because I felt the same like, oh, this will be a fun like anthology or mini series, something where they are telling various stories. Like each episode is its own Goosebumps tale but it's connected with a through line and we're going to get something that, you know, will give us like an updated version of all those stories. I like Justin Long's character. I've got a lot of questions going into this. I love that he's in it. And then it makes me wonder if they're going to take like the whole R.L. Stein, like he's R.L. or something like that. Is he R.L. Stein? That was my big question too. That's my... I'm I'm seriously wondering it. Why do they do that in every they do that in I Goosebumps, the movie? Why do they keep doing that? If <laughs> I that's don't the know. Case? And that's where, like, if they are, I guess we'll just have to see. But right now, I do think that they presented enough to get me on board. And it's also spooky. Like we're getting something new. And I also love the fact that they're like, there is one of the top comments on the video. Uh, for the trailer, it's like, wait, so did they just literally use the song Goosebumps? In this? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> the entire, like, two-and-a-half-minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was in my head, so congratulations. Uh, I think it's interesting, too. This is Disney+, Plus, but also going to be on Hulu. I mm-hmm. think the entire series, if not, I know, like, the first six episodes. And I don't know if they're dumping those six immediately or not. Yeah. I'm a little confused about the whole rollout. But I'm interested. I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. This, I'm going to watch it. I'm ready for it. I'm also ready for this next one. It's John. We got. I sent you this the other day. And I see a headline, and it's John Carpenter returns to directing chair, something along those lines. And I'm not kidding around. My heart literally skipped a beat. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's directing a movie? <laughs> turns out it's just like this new series for peacock called john carpenter's suburban screams which i guess tells the stories of actual 
um, horrific events that have happened. And Mr. Johnny C is back and he's directing. I, I guess he directs the episodes, but it's like he's doing the re reenactments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is not at all what I wanted from John Carpenter to yeah. come back and direct again. I will say though, I think this looks like it could be a lot of fun with every episode being its own thing. Um, and right in time for, as you said, it's coming out during spooky season. This could be fun. I'm going to say loves. Yeah, I've got to say loves for this too. Anything with John Carpenter is probably going to be a loves for me. I'm very curious. Uh, like it's definitely piqued my interest. What will he do? It almost looks like a cross between Halloween and body bags, mainly in the body bags realm, especially the style, like how it's shot uh, and the stories it looks like he's taking like that documentary mixed with body bags. That's exactly what this looks like. Um, almost like maybe it's like lore or something like that. And um, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Like I, I'm really curious. So long as we get Johnny C giving us some commentary and he's kind of a little grumpy. That's all. <laughs> I care. That's all I care about. I feel like this is almost his kind of like unsolved mysteries. Like that's the kind oh. of vibe that I was getting. Oh Yeah. And sadly, I've never seen body bags. Ooh, this, I feel like this would be a great, like watching that movie leading up to this would be perfect. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch body bags leading, because it's like a tight hour and a half anthology movie, and it's got these different stories. And to me, that seemed like what he wanted to do with the original Halloween and tell different stories on Halloween that, you know, as we've talked about in in detail on our past episodes, but you know, it's not just going to be Michael Myers. There would be another story for the second movie and another for the third and so on and so forth. JC is back. And I wonder if he's doing every episode. Oh, I can, we can only hope. I wonder too, if this would get him itching to direct again, maybe just like one last movie. I really, really hope that's the case. I really do. I want there to be like some Kickstarter campaign or something. It's like, let's give him all the funding that he needs. What do these studios need to be doing that? Well, yeah, but um, it's like Universal. And this also, since Peacock is with Universal, it's almost like Universal's making good to JC for saying, we did you so wrong with the thing when you made that. Here's how we're making up for it. That's what they should do. Say, hey, you know what, Johnny C? We love what you do with this. We're huge fans. Maybe Blumhouse or uh, Jason oh, I was Blum. Say Blum. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing of they show, just let him do one last movie. Because mm-hmm. I always want to know that, you know, I want to go into it knowing that it's his last thing. Yeah. And there's, you can't tell me there there haven't been several ideas kicking around in his head with the killer soundtrack you know like his last album lost themes uh or yeah uh for the his his most recent album that is just like that plus a final big bang idea that would be awesome now some movies real quick uh you and i we saw not together but we each saw the equalizer three which i had fun with for the most part and then for me, we'll, we'll say light spoilers for these movies that we're going to talk about. Yeah. 
I liked it. I liked the Denzel stuff. I love the idea of him in, and it's been a couple weeks. Is it Italy that he's at? Mm-hmm. I think all three of the movies we're going to talk about are set in like Italy or like old timey Italy. Yeah. Did you notice that? That's cool. It's kind of fun. I, I mean, it's beautiful. I like the idea that he's just finding a home there, but it's saddled with this stupid like <laughs> CIA plot and then like the mafia plot. And I did, I, I lost interest anytime it like diverted the plot. There's like a 10, 15 minute stretch where Denzel's just gone. And I'm like, yeah. where the heck is Denzel? Put him back in this movie. That's why I, I used my uh, Regal Unlimited pass to see this thing. <laughs> so it's it's a light loves for me. I don't know if it's my favorite. I'll say this is my favorite Equalizer movie. Oh boy, I, this, the second one gets ripped. I kind of like the second one. See, I need, I need to go back and rewatch it. All of the Equalizer movies I have felt just okay about. Like they're okay. I'm ne- I'm never itching to go back. Like I love Denzel. I love like, and that's the thing. Even in all of the like the two uh, two other equalizers, I'm like, eh, it's just okay. Loved him in him. He's great. He he always brings it. Like I can't think of another actor who br- has a higher batting average than Denzel as far as like bringing his A game. But the thing is, this movie was it brought something different. Like you said, is like him finding a home. And a stranger in a strange land finds peace, finds his home. And I also love that he's like, at the beginning of this, he was basically just going to, he's like, if I'm going out like this, I'm going to, I'm done. Like I'm ending it. I'm ending. Like, did you catch that in the very beginning? And then he like had that moment of realization. And I felt like that was such an interesting place to begin this movie. And then as it goes on, I found, I love the setting, love the characters more. And I liked him even more. Um, but yeah. Just give me him going around killing bad people. That's all I want. I kept thinking, like, how great would it be if every time, right before he kills someone, he's like, you've been equalized. Now, one thing I really didn't like about this movie that it does, and we need to, this is something I want to do on the show. We need, to, it's like a board, essentially, of things in movies and TV that we never want to see again. And one like something in recent that we've talked about recent is don't name your movie or TV show The Changeling. Like enough of that. We're not doing that anymore. Something else I want to add to that that board, that bulletin board, is in in the uh, Equalizer three. There's a point where they're like gonna kill Denzel in the square, <laughs> and like everyone everyone that's like befriended. Uh, this character and just like, all these people in this village or whatever, they all emerge and they're like filming. And I'm like, this is so freaking stupid. It's so dumb. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. It always comes across as cringy and cheap. I'm putting that on the board. I don't ever want to see that in a movie again. <laughs> I hate that. It's so stupid. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, it was, I guess it was, I felt whatever about it, but it's like, it does feel a little bit of like a cop out. Like what's stopping him from murdering everyone there? Well, there was like 60 people there, but wouldn't he, I mean, I guess my thing is he's like a bad guy. It's a way to just get Denzel out of a scenario that we know he's not going to die in, but it's like an hour, 10 minutes in the movie. And I think that's why I find it stupid. 
But isn't that like a, a weird thing of when they do that and then it's like there are a lot of people there, but what's stopping them from releasing that already and putting that online? Yeah. And then these it's that's it. It's done. Like just him pointing a gun at somebody and threatening violence would be enough to. But he's like got control over the police and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so hokey. Yeah. I don't know if you and I have to agree on it for it to get on the board, but I think the changeling, right? We oh, we have to put that on there. That absolutely. Is no more of that. Just, no more of that. Um. Yeah, we're done with that. I totally agree, and I agree about the recording. It's like, eh. did you have you started the changeling yet? Did you ever do that? No, I was going to. I almost the. So it was the night before, and they dropped, I think it was two or three episodes. And then I'm like, man, I'm going to watch this. And then I I was sitting down at home. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to close my eyes. And I fell asleep sitting upright on the couch. <laughs> and so I, I did not start it, sadly. They've done four so far, and it's okay. It's not great. It's not oh, bad. that sucks. It's not great. It's somewhere in between. I'll so, say as as the, a father of a newborn, there are things in this movie or in this show that I'm like, I don't like this. Mm. I'm not gonna. I don't want to go into why, but if you watch mm. it, you're gonna like, you'll understand. But I'm like, there's things that I watch now, and if it involves kids and stuff like that, like I, I, it's like changed my perspective on um, certain storytelling elements. Now I understand why they don't kill kids off in movies. I used to want that. Show some balls and kill the kid. Now I'm like, it makes me sad. And there's things <laughs> in this show that like it I'm like, this is not comfortable for me to watch anymore. Like I don't I don't like it. Hmm. I think even beyond there, the show does things that I'm not huge on and it it jumps in past and present. And that is, that can be tiresome. I find that tiresome yeah. after a while. But it's shot really well. Lakeith is great. It's just so dark and mm. sad dark and sad so it's a mild it's a downer i don't know if i would it's not a love i don't know it's not a love it's not a hate it's like that in between man that's kind of a now that's like dampered my like going into it but i would say honestly tonight i'm like i might actually start it tonight i might go Ooh, get boy. home and, and start it so i'll make sure and probably get real drunk and then i'll uh, <laughs> pop it on <laughs> <laughs> you're like that cop that like has witnessed too many nasty crimes and you just have the bottle in your hand as you sit in your little recliner and watch TV. I just um, become more and more just uh, out of it as it goes. I'm like, this isn't bad. This, this isn't is now a comedy. Bad. I'll say that and this is also freaking concerning. Um, and I've seen this in numerous like review headlines because I haven't read much about the show, but I've said, or I've read uh, a handful of times that the first 30 episodes are the best and then it's all downhill. And I'm like, if oh. I'm mixed on the first three and four, what in the world's the last four going to be? I don't have much hope that this is going to rebound. Oh yeah. Oh That's, boy. Yeah. That really sucks. It's, it's uh, just okay, man. That's like, they should have like how they should have asked Stephen King to be a part of this because this feels like a King type story, and I, I feel like, well, man. it's based on a book though. Yeah, and the and the and the the author of the book narrates it, hmm. which I kind of like. Like he's got a he's got a good voice. 
but mm. we'll see how it all plays out. Hmm. Um, now, uh, that's like I'm very intrigued by this now, like even more so. Like I, I was really hyped, but now I'm just like I don't know what to say. You'll like, probably love all the kids stuff. <laughs> Man, it makes, and that's another thing. I'm like, what happens? Like, what in the world is going on? I mean, it does things that I'm like, there's no way that actually happened, but so far it's what's happened. So, <laughs> uh, wow. it's unpleasant. I'll say that. Um, another movie that may or may not be unpleasant for you is The Nun 2, Oof. which is a sequel to a movie that I wasn't huge on. I gave the original, yeah. I, I looked back on Letterboxd, and I can't tell you why. But I gave you, I gave the original a one star, which yeah, I, I rarely do. But I just remember, I don't remember why I didn't like it. I just remember I didn't like it, and I oh totally, I totally agree. So I've been wanting to actually rewatch that. Uh, the Nun Two comes out or came out a couple weeks ago. Comes out, uh, <laughs> came out a couple weeks ago, and I think it's an improvement. But it's still not great. I'm going to give it a hates. Oh. I mean, it was a movie that literally 45 minutes, an hour into it, it just hits me like, I am not engaged in this story. I don't really care for the characters. I like the atmosphere of it, I guess. I guess. Um, there's one kill that I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, that was that kind of caught me off guard. But... By the end of it. And then we still had, like, it's like two hours. I'm like, why is this two hours? Yeah. Wasn't huge on it. And I I need to rewatch The Conjuring Universe, you know, the first one in Sets Up the Universe, because I know this demon that's in this is, like, the antagonist to all these movies or something weird. I can't hmm. really, I can't really remember, but I also... I'm like, I don't even know what the demon can and can't do. And they kind of explain it more in this, but there's so many movies that you got to keep track of and the stories that I just lost interest. And it's not a bad movie. It's like a two out of five for me. Yeah, that that's interesting um, that you said that about it, the first one getting a one star for you. Because I felt the same way. I remember when that came out and I was at that time living in Tulsa. I went to go see it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this movie. I even, <laughs> I even went to like I went to a B&B theater and they had like the 4DX seats or whatever the crap they were called there. And I, I'm like, maybe I'll do this movie in that seat. And it was like a cheap, it was like a birthday reward or something like that. So I go in, I'm like, I'll, I'll do this and maybe I'll make the movie better. And after I would just say, get me out of this movie, please. Just did it? End did it. it like? Um, did it spray you with holy water? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> w- I wish there were there were certain things. Yeah, where it would end up. Doing. In this one, oh, I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. I was I had a funny little. Was it like I had s- what happens in the c- very beginning? Well, no, I was gonna say the the uh, near the end when I was. It was another thing that you could get sprayed by. Oh. You know, the um, wine, yeah. I guess, like communion drink. Right, yeah. Whatever. Um, they just like kind of spritzes on you. That would, and everyone, <laughs> uh, by the end of it, uh, you've got children watching this, which there was something I saw recently and they had kids in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Ugh. I think it was the Equalizer 3, actually. Oh my God. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I mean. They thought uh, Dakota Fanning was still like seven. Oh. <laughs> in <laughs> Charlotte's a- Web. Th- 
Number two. She was she was stuck in uh, what is that the cry cryo sleep or whatever since Man on Fire, and they just awakened her and like it's time <laughs> to come back. That was fun. <laughs> I hated that whole CIA thing or whatever that was, but I did like their first um, little meeting together when they're getting uh cappuccinos or whatever you you could tell there's like some camaraderie there which is really cool and i i, d- I dug it, that i i wonder if they had been in touch since man on fire because it seemed pretty natural like they were yeah. friends yeah no i agree i think that was the case i think they have stayed in touch but that they briefly dated oh <laughs> against uh is it pres- i think it's it's at uh Priscilla Washington, his wife's name. Um, I forget. I've, I always forget her name. But um, yeah, so she was like, "That's okay if it's Dakota Fanning. That's okay." Oh, um, it's your it's your hall pass. Or whatever yeah, that is. exactly. So, so loves hates on this. Did you like it? I honestly, I'm gonna have to say loves on the nun too. It mm. really, it really surprised me. I I uh, was not looking forward to this movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, let let's just not. Like, well, I'd just be done with the nun. Like, I, are you at all confused about what the nun can do? Definitely. I know, I know yeah. the nun is this demon, Volok or mm-hmm. whatever. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know what it can do. It, it does whatever yeah. the story needs it to do. Yeah. Which, which I always find frustrating. I, I'm very confused by that. I'm not really, I don't quite get it. I don't quite get a lot of the ins and outs and inner workings especially getting in um spoiler alert if you don't know don't want to know about none to pause for like the next five minutes or so um but maurice they they have maurice come back and he's possessed the entire movie i actually weirdly enough i cared about him and his relationship with sister irene uh played by taisa taisa i believe okay so this is funny i'm watching this movie and we're when we did the Flash podcast, we talked about Ezra Miller, and that just that situation just being such a bummer that he's like blown his career up. <laughs> but I find it interesting. I always find it interesting when these movies, like Ezra, it was a it's a big thing that Ezra is the lead of the Flash. Like you're you're pinning your entire movie on one person. Yeah. So I'm watching this going. You know, I think it's kind of because Taisa Formiga's she's known but i don't think she's like a well-known actress in terms of i can't show somebody on the street a picture of her and they're gonna go oh that's that's taisa yeah um like they would if it was like george clinton you know somebody big like that like julia roberts Mm -hmm. so i was like that's fun that she you know she's got this franchise that's spawned its own sequel and Mm -hmm. i go it's cool too because her sister has that with the conjuring yeah and then I literally started giggling because I'm like, oh, that's the same universe. Like, it totally makes sense now that they are <laughs> each headlining their own movie. And I felt like a dumbass. No, that's I thought it was really cool. And, and I keep thinking, I wonder if they're going to do like something where they're related. I think that's what it is. And something that's where like they're that. going. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of where they're setting that up in a sense since. And an, all right. So big spoiler alert again the very ending you saw like the po- mid credit scene right yeah and that was is that something that has been in a conjuring film or is it brand new <clears throat> no so and i didn't realize that until um leading up to and which sucks it that was spoiled before i like watched the movie 
but that's supposed to be the contrary the last rites. Uh, I don't know if they've announced that. I don't know if that was something that has been more of a fan theory. Which is movie or four? Fourth. The they, fourth they got a yeah. They got a rebound after that third one because that one sucked. Yeah, I, weirdly, I kind of want to go back and rewatch it. I don't I kinda, remember I liking do it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I will say Michael Chavez, who directed this film for The Nun 2, he did The First Nun, and then he did The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is the third film. So I'm very curious to see with Last Rites if he does that movie, or which it sounds like they're probably leaning in that, in that direction. Unless we get Patrick Wilson or James Wan. I mean, that would be awesome if Wan came back to do it. I think Wan is running as far away from this as he can. I don't blame him. I think he's ready to take a massive break after Aquaman. Yeah. He needs to go small scale again. Do something small. Well, Malignant was a little small oh, yeah, scale. that was awesome. I can't wait to rewatch that one. I love that one. And and that one, too, I, I really dug, especially, um, you know, there were a lot of interesting things. Well, it's just the fact that he did his own Jalo-type movie uh, with Malignant. That was really cool. And there were just a lot of things with Juan in general. I'm really curious, like, what will be <clears throat> next for him. But hopefully he brings in Annabelle Wallace. We just need him reteaming with Annabelle Wallace somehow. And and uh, Patrick Wilson. That's like his oh, boy. Yeah. I just love, yeah, I can't yeah. wait till I get to that movie again in my James Wanathon. For Malignant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I'm uh, trademarking that by the way. You're gonna you're gonna get uh Juan reaching out asking say, hey, can we can we use this? We're gonna create like Blumhouse and Juan, they're going to create like this uh watch a watch along and it's gonna be hosted by like Billy Bob or whatever. Um Billy Bob. Is that what is his name? Joe Bob. Joe Bob Briggs. That's it. Oh God. <laughs> I was thinking, All right. Thinking let's of Shutter. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, so, and then this weekend we had uh, a haunting in Venice, which I kept calling a ha- the haunting of Venice, which is <laughs> close, but also something that I would hear like my grandma call a, a movie wrong, and I'd be like, "What's well, actually <laughs> right. this?" And then I don't want to correct her because it's my grandma. But <laughs> I literally went into this movie thinking it was called The Hauntess of Venning. Venning. <laughs> Venice. <laughs> it's even more. Um, with, as you mentioned, you were doing your... I didn't even try to say this on the last podcast, but Hercule Perot. Which, before recording, we were talking about this. I swear his name has changed in every single one of those movies. And Tina Fey changed it multiple times in this movie. Well, I think she was kidding when she calls him Hercules. It's true. But this is a name that I literally have to stop, think in my head what I'm going to say, and then say it, and it never seems to come out right. So I'm just going to call him old Herc. (laughs) Or Kenneth Branagh. But this is the third one in the Agatha Christie adaptations. Mm -hmm. I could argue, I don't even need to argue, I could say that this might be my favorite one. Definitely. Easily. You think so? Easily. 100%. I this love movie, the atmosphere, the moody yeah. atmosphere, the Halloween setting, the look, the it, the look of Italy, the setting, just that single setting I thought was great. Um, 
Yeah, and this is just, I mean, I didn't know, I haven't read any of those books, so I have, I always go in completely blind, and I kind of had an idea where this one was headed, though there are like 10 twists and turns to it that I didn't see coming. I like it. I want them, this didn't do well. This was like number two at the box office, but I'm hoping they're cheap enough to keep making because I like it. Yeah, that's, and after we got Death on the Nile, I'm like, I don't need any more of these. Like, I'm okay. And then when they released this in the first trailer, um, which I don't know if you got this, but there's one, I can't remember the movie that I saw, but they had that trailer. And then, you know, it's set up like this really spooky, like, oh, you know, what's going on? We've got Michelle Yeoh, and then we've got others. And then out of nowhere, we got Erkio Perot pop up. And then he's got this, you know, that giant mustache. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Is the second one the one where they literally explain why he has the mustache? I think so. Yes. No, you're right. Yeah. There's like this weird, I think it was like the beginning and the end or like bookend by the war story. And I remember thinking how dumb that was, but I do remember liking the second one. I also remember how bad the green screen is of like they're on the pyramid and how awful that looked. (laughs) Like that's what I think about. And well, and then I thought of that too, watching this. I'm like, that's why I like this movie more, even more because it was all shot on location and it feels, this is going to sound like a weird way of describing it, lived in because it was shot, you know, in Italy uh, in a, and like everything just seems so real and more natural and authentic. And I also think that Brana brought a lot of the techniques that he's used on other films to this. And I'm like, wow, why have we not received a Brana horror film or thriller this is the closest i think we may end up getting but i'd actually be here and be down to see another movie like this done by brana where it is like a horror or thriller because honestly the setting the atmosphere i thought he did a great job and of course um with the mission impossible dead reckoning part one for that they were talking about how for uh, going and filming in Venice, they had to fly in all the film equipment and they had to take it in and, you know, they were bringing it in by boats and stuff like that. And to know that they ended up shooting in that way, but that's what it took to bring in the camera equipment. And they decided to do that. It was gorgeous to look at whether you've got these nice sweeping landscape shots that are setting up the film and ending the film or if it's shot inside the home, this palazzo, this haunted palazzo, I thought that was awesome. And then also the palazzo. cast is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to say, right? Haunted palazzo. Um, I think he shoots the heck out of this movie. I love yeah. the look and the framing. and It's so um, good. Yeah, I liked it. I always kind of start, once you get the reveal on who actually did it, for me, the tension goes down and my mind starts to wander. Yeah. But um, for like a good hour, 15, hour 20, I was really, really into this. Well, I would say this but, is one of the more enjoyable movies I've seen in theaters um, Oh, for in sure. the past month or so. Absolutely. And that's, and too, thinking about it and talking about it, too, I, I can't wait to rewatch this streaming because this movie did something that with all of the murder mysteries... It's going to be tough to rewatch those movies because it's like, you know who did it. And then unless it's a fun, enjoyable ride, then it's hard, I feel like, to go and rewatch it. 
But then, you know, if you've got a good cast and all, they that helps. But this movie did something that I found to be so fascinating that we haven't seen before. At least I can't remember of another movie like this, but it's where he's brought in to disprove a medium. And then in the middle of spoiler, big spoiler, of course, like give us like five minutes to talk about this again. So hit pause or skip ahead by a little bit. It's when he's being drugged and he's questioning whether or not it's real or not. And he's actually breaking this down. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this real? But then yet it's allowing him to address is there something that he can't explain? Is there another side of life after living? We've actually had an evolution of this character. This is the first time I can say I care about this man who I still can't pronounce his name very well. I care about him and I now want to know what's next and where his story goes. But this singular story is so freaking good. So good. I love it. High loves for me. Tina Fey, you think she was good? Actually, yeah, I thought she brought something to this that I was surprised. I'm like, why have we not seen her in another role like this? She was funny, but not like overtly funny. She wasn't trying to be funny. I enjoy her. She's almost like her character in um, Only Murders in the Building with Mr. Steve Martin. Very similar character. I actually think this is the, um, I think this might be the worst cast of all of, of the, th- of of the, the three. three in terms of stars, but I think mm-hmm. it's, they use them the best. I think everyone in this movie is good. I'm not knocking performances, but I think of who, the big names that they got, this is the worst cast, but I think it's used the best and it's probably the best movie. I agree. So big loves. I want more of these. I'm down for it. And I, I was wondering if, especially with, the movie like this, I know that he's changed kind of the style per movie. I wonder, and but then again, didn't uh, Ryan Johnson, he talked about doing that with his films though, right? With the Knives Out films? I think those are different, I guess. They feel different because of the setting. Yeah. Um, there's a more straightforwardness to these that I kind of like better than the knives mm-hmm. out ones which are definitely concocted to be like funny like all these different things but it's ryan johnson i think trying to be really clever in what he's doing and these are more straightforward which i i like um but yeah no i i enjoyed it was there anything else that you've seen lately i don't have anything coming out for me until the creator in a couple yeah. of weeks because this weekend it's like Expendables Four, which looks. Like- <laughs> I keep forgetting that's coming out. And like I, and like I said before, I am not using my Regal <laughs> Unlimited Pass to see that for free. Oh, I think I will. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I don't have anything until the Creator, and then Exorcist Believer. Which, going back to trailers, we did get a new trailer for this trailer number two and it looks better but it still doesn't look good yeah i just cannot get hyped for that and i love what david gordon green and mcbride did with halloween but i just i don't think this looks good and i think they're so limited with what you can do with exorcism films that we've added a second child to this one and that seems like 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's more to the story that we don't know, and it's got that prisoner's angle where the kids disappear and then come back and messed <laughs> up. So maybe we'll figure out why. I just I don't think it looks great. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. Like who who I think October's got a few movies that maybe don't look great, but I'm gonna see it because it it's Halloween time. Yeah. It's I mean that's the thing that I've really enjoyed considering that we got the Nun two, and then we ended up getting. Haunting in Venice, that definitely helps set the stage for spooky season. I will say coming out this weekend too, which gets me excited. Um, and I've heard good things coming out of I I don't know if it's South by Southwest or another film festival, but the movie is It Lives Inside. You mm-hmm. know anything about this? I I saw it in the coming soon. I haven't watched the trailer though. So it makes it. I'm really curious. I'm really curious about it. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that. Uh, and then also, like, playing here locally, we've got Dumb Money. Did, yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm not I'm not going to spend two hours watching that. Not theaters. That's, that's not a... I got to rush out and see that. <laughs> Telling you, there's nothing till uh, career. Yeah, and that's... It, it sinks. Um that it's that way. And then I'm just I'm I'm praying to the movie gods that we get uh the killer. Oh my goodness. In theaters. Or get like an advanced screening. Do you think that Reg you know, because Regal will do that like mystery movie Mondays. Do you think that that could be a mystery movie? Mm, no, those movies are always awful. Oh. <laughs> it's always like I feel like it's always things that no one wants <laughs> to see. And they're like, we gotta generate buzz somehow. But I'm not gonna knock on Regal. For doing something no fun. that is that is really cool that is really cool it's a great idea but if i sat down and the movie starts playing and it strays or something <laughs> i would kill myself oh my goodness um i will uh yeah i mean it's just but at the same time we've got with this with spooky movies man i just now after talking about jc i i'm getting i needed i i might have to put all else on the back burner and just do a, a jc rewatch I gotta do it. Do a James Wanathon. I might. He, I, Go full James yeah. Wanathon. I mean, I love I love seeing that or hearing that you're doing that. But man, JC though, to get pumped for suburban. <laughs> oh, I know J- JC for sure is is a all timer. But and speak. We can have. And speaking both. of, you do the James do James Wan now, and then you do Johnny C in. Yeah, October. leading up to that, yeah, I might do that because I I will admit watching the Nun two makes me it made me say with the one star movie for the Nun I'm like I kind of want to go back and rewatch that now. Yeah. Oh, I, I am too. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, watching the Conjuring again because that scared the absolute hell out of me the yeah, first time. Yeah, that was good. That was solid. That plus uh, Patrick Wilson, man, I love oh that man. guy. Yeah, I got a, I got a, a genuine man crush on him. Who's got a better? Because I always, for some reason, lump, and I know Patrick Wilson's much younger, but who's got a better bot, Patrick Wilson or Bruce Greenwood? Oh, uh, definitely Patrick Wilson. He's meatier, I think. He, yeah, Bruce is just lean and mean. He's got muscles, but he's. Remember how good he looked in uh, Gerald's game. Yeah, I in my head though I'm like I does he look as good as I remember though because in my head he was lean but cut and then now I'm like I bet we you know I watched that again I'm like oh you know he looks good but he's not what I had in my mind. 
See, I, I, I don't know. I'm probably have hyped him up in my mind too, but I remember thinking, man, he's we all t- killer, no filler. We literally spent 20 minutes of that podcast talking about how good he looked. <laughs> and he was like 64 at the time. So he's, he might be six, he might be like inching towards 70 right now. Yeah. Cause that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, much respect. I you can't compare him and Patty Wilson though. Yeah, true. That's and it's and I don't know why, but I was always just like you know, especially with Gerald's game. But that's man, man. My, after this, I might end up rewatching the Aquaman two trailer again just Ooh. for Patrick Wilson. Uh, freeze for you know, got to do a little screen grab of that. All right, we need Ooh. to wrap this up. But next time we're gonna do October pop culture pickums. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. And then we should probably do October Rotten Tomatoes predictions. The thing is, there's only like three movies to do. And we'll finally update that game because I really have no idea what the standings are. Which, speaking of, and I don't don't either, um, but I know I brought this up too, and it was with Killers of the Flower Moon. I text you, I'm like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But have you seen, do you know... Like, have you been keeping track of that on Rotten Tomatoes or no? No. You told me it was like 98% or something. It was 97 whenever I first told you about it. And it's still sitting at 97 with 68 reviews. Oh, boy. Not surprising, man. Yeah. Which it makes me wonder, what is The Irishman? Um, it that was high. Got- I'm pretty sure that was in the 90s. What's your guess? 92 with 465 68 468 reviews it's sitting at 95 percent man i want to rewatch that i need to rewatch that too good grief so much to rewatch oh man there's so much and uh so little time and truly this baby's just been consuming too much of my life so (laughs) um don't ever have a kid (laughs) <laughs> you're, you'll be, just kidding you'll be you'll be on daddy duty uh just for the kidding. rest of the week she's she's a delight and i love her so much and every day she does something new and that i just think is the the cutest thing imaginable she changes every day i do hear her crying now for real oh. so we do need to wrap this up. oh wow okay well you got to get going so i'm gonna get yelled at for doing this podcast <laughs> okay well i guess until next time keep watching Thank you.